106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, good morning, everybody. Drive Radio KLZ 560. I am your host, John Rush, and I have got a host of individuals with me today, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive in Boulder. We'll just go around the table. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much Always for having Always good us. to see you. And then we've got some folks here from Novus as well. Zach uh, Dowd from, what, Castle Rock, right? Uh, we're in Parker, John. Or Parker, I should, sorry, I get no worries. It's not one and the same. I know they're two different towns, but <laughs> we're pretty much connected now. It's, it's, so. it's yeah, it's almost like one whole deal. But anyways, welcome Zach. Yeah, Appreciate good it. Good morning, uh, Ricky and Bill from Cara Springs. Thanks, guys, as well. Yeah, no problem. How are we all doing? Drive up good. okay? It was great. Yeah, it was smooth. All right. Thanks for having us. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us. So if you've got questions when it comes to, you know, auto glass or even the calibrations and things along those lines, we can handle that. Uh, anything along those lines. That's what we're here for. And then, of course, I have Josh from uh, Boulder Legacy Automotive with us as well. Uh, any, any automotive question you've got, question of the day. You can answer this by texting 307-200-8222, or you can call it in 303-477-5600. We'll go around the table in a minute and, and get this one in. But something you sold that you wish you had back. Okay, this could be from long ago, or it could be something recent. And, and it doesn't have to be car stuff. This could be anything, folks. It could be, you know, a house, a kid, you know, you name it, whatever. Something you sold that you wish you hadn't and you'd love to have back, 303-477-5600. J.D., you're first up today. What's going on? Hi, guys. Um, glad to be on. I um, have a question. I have uh, a car from high school, a muscle car, and it's got a really nice set of centerline wheels on it. And it still has the original rubber, and it's cracking and falling apart. Right. And I didn't know if I could take it down to your average, you know, tire store and have those uh, get some new rubber put on, but without damaging those wheels, or if there are specialty places uh, that can guarantee that I won't do any damage to those wheels. Anybody with modern uh, tire equipment now is even better than when those center lines were put on back in the day, J.D. I mean, back then it was you had to use rags and duct tape and all sorts of things to actually mount those tires up back in the day to make sure the center lines didn't get scratched. Today, most, we call them today, even, even though it's kind of a, it's a weird terminology. We call them touchless tire machines. They are touching the inner rim and keeping everything in place. But literally, when it comes to the outer area of the rim, and Josh can attest to this, we're not we're not touching the rim anymore. No, not really. And what does touch is a plastic head. So exactly, it, it breaks before you. You, the wheel you does. yeah, you're you're not going to mess the wheel up. Yeah, I. Uh... I saved up a lot of money to get those wheels, and I'd hate for them to get destroyed. And well, those are the those are the top of the line deal back in the day, man. They were. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I had yeah. some. <laughs> Those were great. Didn't we all? Yeah, yeah. yeah that I mean, that was kind of the thing to have back then. If you could afford a set of centerline wheels, you thought you'd made it. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Uh, as far as well, uh, 
10 foot, you never were happy enough, you know, back with super shops and, and right. you know, the aluminum manifolds and, and all that stuff. I yep. mean, I think I went through the entire gambit and when all was said and done, I went and put all the original stuff back on. Yeah. You know, it's funny, those factory guys that make all those millions and millions of dollars to make things run aren't so, aren't so dumb, are they? <laughs> Well, you're a kid, and you had to have something to do, right? I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm not saying that some of the aftermarket stuff even back then wasn't great, but typically a, a lot of stuff got thrown onto a car that at the end of the day really didn't change its performance much. Dual wiper blades. Or, or actually made it worse. It's in some cases, no. To your point, J.D., in some cases actually made it worse. Yes, good point. Um, your question of the day, uh, just instantly, the things that I regret selling were probably – probably every toy i ever sold at a garage sale oh, me kid. too yeah um, matchbox and, and hot, hot wheels and all that and star wars toys and yep. gi joes and yep. and all that fun stuff and i don't know if somebody mentioned this last week uh the term lead sled oh the, yeah that's another one you don't hear anymore yeah and i know that because uh my muscle car is a convertible so uh i got uh, ridden all the time by everybody who um, didn't have a convertible back then because it really did add probably, what, 500 pounds? To yeah, you know, that, that's funny. You say that, J.D., and that was something I was talking about the other day. And, you know, most people don't realize that, that convertibles, you know, you'd think that they would actually be lighter and faster than, you know, their coupe counterparts. But at the end of the day, a convertible, to your point, is typically anywhere from three to 600 pounds heavier than the coupe counterpart, which of course makes the car slower. And, and for everybody listening, the reason they do that is you. This comes into play with the guys here from Novus. Uh, the, you know, the upper body, if you would, the, you know, the A pillar, B pillar, and so on. It adds strength to the body. When you take all of that away, you've got to get things strengthened back up in the body and frame of the car, or the unibody. In some cases, you've got to strengthen it all back up there, and that's where that extra weight comes from. Plus the convertible top mechanism. Right. So mine was never the fastest, but uh, it was nice. Just Still the coolest. Up have that top go down that's yeah. right that's right good stuff jd that and by the way what is it what i mean we talking all about this and wheels and everything else what kind of car is it uh it's a 68 firebird nice very good yeah keep that car yeah. don't get rid of it well it the sad the amazing thing is it still runs i started up two or three times a year that's awesome um, and it's been sitting garage the entire time thank you good for you um but uh yeah, when I win the lotto, we're going to get that thing back on the road. Good for you, J.D. Good stuff, man. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it, sir. You guys take care. You're very, you, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. All right, Craig in Wheat Ridge is next. Craig, welcome. How are you, sir? Good morning, John. Hey, I didn't get to call in last week. How about the uh, the term rice burner, which was, of course, derogatory? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it kind of fit, though. Yeah. I mean, we all used it. But yep. um, the real reason I called uh, another talk show this morning brought up the subject of the condition of Colorado's roads. Yes. Which uh, I know it's kind of a, a sore point with you as to who our CDOT director is and her qualifications. I was thinking about that very same thing on my way down here today, Craig, as I was exiting from 225 West onto Parker Road, and literally there have been cones there, uh, and there's no work going on, by the way. That thing is finished. All they need to do is stripe it and get some things finished out. There's literally been cones and barrels there for Gosh, Josh, how long now? Last two months plus? It seems longer now. And, Craig, I, I, I really don't know what's going on at CDOT, and I'm not sure anybody there does, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's my beef. Well, I, I think it almost should be an elected position and not an appointed position. I agree. But, again, 
basically we're supposed to be paying for road improvements and, and repairs through our gasoline. Which tax. we, I mean, we, we, we let's get this straight. We are paying for road repairs and maintenance through the road tax in Colorado and federally. So, you know, presently in the state of Colorado, we're paying 22 cents a gallon um, for gasoline tax. Sounds, and for, that's probably state only, right? State only, yes. Yes, okay, yes. thank you. Then I, I compared it to a lot of the other states, just out of curiosity. We're on the low end, and I've heard that CDOT director say, well, I think we're kind of maxed out as to what we can charge per gallon um, presently without getting you know a bunch of backlash. Well, I myself, I don't know, I'd like you to get you know your, your guest's opinion. I'd be willing to pay 25 cents a gallon, you know, 3 cents a gallon more gas tax if the roads would get repaired. I, I don't think I'd. I would be hard-pressed, Craig, to believe anybody would uh, go against that with one caveat. They can't steal the money and go do other things with it, and it can't be spent on, you know, bike paths and pedestrian stuff and all this other junk that, you know, we want to try to get done as a state. If they would take that increase and spend it on strictly making sure we have better roads to drive on, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. And I get a bunch of nods around the table here of the guys. They all... No, I'm all for it. Hey, I think everybody's in agreement. I just took a trip to uh, Utah recently. and you Oh, know, you can see the line in the road. Oh, yeah, and as soon as you cross the border back into Colorado, it's complete. I mean, night and day difference. I'm, I'm, I mean, Zach's correct, Craig. I mean, literally, you can literally see the line in the road where Utah starts. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that, that bike path that they built up in Clear Creek Canyon along US-6 is an example of they used funding for something that right. doesn't benefit everybody. Yeah, and my feeling on that is, you know what, go out and figure out a way to raise money for your pet projects if that's something you want to do. But when it comes to making our roads, you know, as safe as they could be and keeping the motoring public, you know, moving, which is what's going to continue to happen here, then yes, I, I'm all for what you're saying. But that has to and happen. My next, po- my next point is the you being the owner of an electric vehicle now pays $50 annually to offset what you're not paying at the pump. Which isn't right? near enough. Well, that's that was going to be my point. I, I think that should be more because I paid that much. I just did the math this morning. That $50, I paid that much in gasoline taxes over the period of about six weeks of driving, let alone a year. Yeah, I, and, so, and by the way, and you guys have heard me say this, I think anybody driving an electric vehicle and even, even some of the hybrids where uh, they're not going to use as much fuel because of the offset with some of the you know plug-in hybrids and so on, I think it should be based on how many miles a year you drive. Again, and that, that's the subject, you know, there's, they've, they've considered legislation because there is a, a decline in the revenues because people are driving less and there's more electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles that they wanted to do a mileage affidavit where you had to log your mileage, but then they, they said that people would view that as too much of an invasion of privacy to go that route. What do you well, think of that? Well, and, and, I, and I get that, and I don't, don't know that I can disagree with the invasion of privacy thing, although let's face it, they know how many year, how many miles a year you're pretty much driving, anyways. If, if anybody thinks for one second with traffic cams and all the other things that we've got around uh, the the world, not just here in the U.S., if you think for one second they don't know where you're going, even pinging your cell phone. I mean, let's face it, Craig, they know where you are, and for the most part, probably how much you're already traveling and where you're traveling to, to have some sort of a a, you know, for electric vehicle owners to have some sort of even an affidavit that you're you're either signing and saying I drove this many miles last year. That's what my tax should be based on. And here's the deal on that. Th- this is where folks maybe maybe 
should look at it a little more closely. If you just had to sign an affidavit, not have any kind of electronic you know, device in your car to track you, but you just sign that this is the amount of miles I drove, even the folks that cheat, the way they would get this in, you know, the way they would get this at the end is if they find that you've cheated, at some point, you're either going to wreck the car and it's totaled or you sell the car off. And at that point, all of the mileages are going to catch up and be recorded, Craig. Eventually, they'll get their money anyway. So you might as well just be honest all along the way. And I think that would be the way to keep people honest on that affidavit on an annual basis. Right. So to me, you don't even have to track the people. Just tell them how, you know, how many miles a year do you drive? So, you know, we already do that with the old classic plates, right, Josh? And when yeah. you get collector plates, you have to agree that I'm only driving X amount per year, blah, blah, blah. So you're, we're kind of already doing it in that world. So when it comes to electric vehicles, I, for example, would just say, okay, I'm driving on average, you know, 15,000 miles a year. And at the point in time where you sell the car, if you went over that, great, you make up the difference. And the insurance companies do that. Everybody's tracking it already, so I don't see this being a big issue. But I do think we need to do something. People don't realize also a Tesla weighs the same as an F-150. And yet pays no road tax. So they should be paying. Craig, I think I lost you there, so we'll we'll let you go. No, we'll I'm, take I'm a here. no. Go ahead. Are you still there? So so yeah. So in that yeah. case, yes, we need to do that. Well, and then also on our registrations, I don't know if uh, I'm sure other people have noticed when you look at all the fees you're paying on the back. This new fee popped up, age of vehicle fee, which, you know, at one point your registration would kind of bottom out if your vehicle was old enough, and that was all you ever had to pay. But now it's starting to creep up because they're coming up with these new ideas. I, I, you know what? You to... just told me something I didn't know. i got to check that out. I, I will do some research and get back to everybody on that one. I didn't know about the age of vehicle fee. I'll double-check that one. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm, which is ridiculous is the fact that my wife has a 2012 Mini Cooper, and they are assessing her an age of vehicle fee on a vehicle that is now only nine years old. It's, yeah, it's not that old. There's no reason to do that no. on that vehicle. I'll, I'll check that out. Craig, no. i got to run. Thanks. I appreciate okay. it. Good stuff. Don and Littleton, Bill and Centennial, hang tight, guys. We will all be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, 
R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Hi, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive in Boulder. With me today, Zach Dowd from Novus and Parker. Bill and his installer, Ricky, from Acara Springs. Guys, thanks for joining me today. I do appreciate it. Lines are full, by the way. As soon as somebody drops off, call us. We'll get you right on air, 303-477-5600. Question of the day is something you sold that you wish you had back. Uh, Don and Littleton, you're next. How are you, sir? Hey, hi, John. Nice to talk with you. Likewise. And I wanted to thank the, your guests for coming on. I, I really appreciate when you have guests that are willing to take their Saturday and, and help guys out. I, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank I, and they're all nodding. So, yes, <laughs> they agree. Thank you. Hey, I had a, a comment for that fellow that had the centerline wheels and yes. was worried about getting his wheels torn up. Um, a couple years ago, I had a flat tire, and I took the tire into discount tire, and uh, have the flat fixed and when I came back the rim was scratched up and uh, I uh, told the mechanics I says we got a problem here that this wheel was didn't have a mark on it when I brought it in and they turned on me pretty hard and they said no nah, that was scratched when you brought it in and and tough luck and we're we're not going to accept that well I had to talk with the manager and fortunately the manager said I saw that wheel when it came in and it was perfect there wasn't a mark on it he offered to buy me another rim, which we couldn't find, but he then put me in contact with a re restoration company that they contract with, and the company came out and fixed yep, the wheel. Yep, they do a great job. I've had a couple wheels fixed. They do a great job. Yeah, yeah, and they were good. But my comment was a couple years ago I had another flat tire, so I went back into, I went in back into that discount tire. They've been good to me over the years, and... And this time I was really direct with the, with the service rider. I said, my wheel doesn't have any scratches in it. And I showed him the tire and I said, can you give this to a tech that is really conscientious and careful and can do this repair without scraping it up? He said, sure, I'll see to it. And 
that made me feel a lot better, and I knew that, that the guy who fixes it was going to know that I really cared about that rim. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, honestly, Don, you should not have to do that. I mean, realistically, with today's modern uh, technologies we talked earlier, as far as tire machines and all that go, it, it, if you get the right guy running it, it really shouldn't be an issue, and you really shouldn't even have to say that. I mean, yeah, I, you're right. You can ask that, but the reality is you shouldn't have to. It ought to just happen. You still there, Don? Did I lose you? Oh, I think we lost Don. All right, we'll take a timeout here with Don. We'll go to Bill and Centennial. Anyways, yes, when it comes to the tire repair and all that, and Josh, you, you, you've got tire machines and all that. You know what I'm talking about. It's, yeah. This is not rocket science. No, and all, you know we're getting to the point where pretty soon the machines will just do it by themselves. Oh, well, you almost can throw the wheel up there and it'll <laughs> yeah. do everything. Exactly. All right, Bill and Centennial, you're next. What's going on, Bill? Hey, good show, guys. I was the guy I told you about the uh, GM logo change a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, that awful-looking thing. Yeah, I also I look at this website called Jalopnik, and what they talk yeah, about. Yeah, great website by the way. Week is what's that? It's a great website. Yeah, they were talking about Fords going after suppliers. I saw that. Uh, that are leak, le- leaking footage of you know prototype vehicles. Now, in my personal opinion, I think they did that for the Bronco too on purpose because they want to get it out there and get people wanting to order them you know ahead of time and stuff. But they're talking about the new Ford Maverick pickup truck. Right. Mm-hmm. They're basically saying, in my opinion, that, you know, you got the Ford F-150, and you got the new Ranger that came out, but the Ranger's not that much cheaper, not that much smaller, and people want to just basic little residential pickup, not to haul a lot of stuff, like sort of like the old Ford Courier days, right. but a little bit bigger than that, or the Chevy Love days, and they're coming out with this new Ford Maverick. you know anything about that? Uh, not, other than what you've read, that's it, and there's been some things leaked, which, and I did see the big article about, uh, it was on several different, Automotive News, I think, actually had a uh, had a article about it as well, uh, Bill, when it came to, you know, them uh, them telling their first, I believe their first line vendors, they call them, but you know, you know, it's going to go to everybody about, hey, you know, there's going to be some penal, some penalization down the road if we find you guys are leaking, you know, pictures and things like that out. Yep, yep, you're right. Well, last question I always ask: When are you going to drive your new Corvette? I drove it last last week. It's a great car. Works great. Oh, it is. Well, yes. Good. You yeah, I drove it home. Pictures and put it up on the website. I will do that. I was going to do it this week, and I don't know. It's just one of those weeks, you know, where Bill, where I had hundred things going on. So I will do my best this weekend to get that done, as long as the weather uh, cooperates. I might even do it today if the weather cooperates. Okay. Well, one last thing. I like your earlier show. I was on earlier today. The, the fix-up show. Yes, sir. Thank I you. I think it's very informative, and I think we needed that. So well, thank you. I appreciate that, Bill. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate the support. Zach, you wanted to add something a moment ago there? I could see you. Oh, I just, uh, I believe I was reading an article about the Maverick, and it's just that the drivetrains are going to change from the Ranger, so they may have some front-wheel drive platforms. Is it going to physically be larger than the Ranger? That's what I can't tell. It looks, I mean, obviously. It looks they, ever they so the, slightly bigger, but. Grid, you know the grid paper on there, so you can't you see can't the body tell. lines. But right. it looks very similar. So I'm just we'll trying see. to figure out why. Uh, front wheel drive truck, maybe. Hmm, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm not sure why. All right, Don's back. Uh, Don, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us back. How are you? Oh yeah, thanks. I, I sorry I got cut off. That's okay. You were responding to me. I I just wanted to make the point that that fella. <laughs> He, I don't have the kind of rims that he has, of course, but if he's really proud of those rims, he ought to flat just tell those guys when he yep. brought it in and chat about it and say, have a look at these wheels and 
can you fix me up so that it doesn't they don't get scratched? Correct. Correct. No, yeah. great point. But you you were mentioning something about I, I really shouldn't have had to do that. But. No, I mean the, the modern technology and the tire machines we have today and so on. I mean any anybody that's got the, the you know that, that really is doing things correctly today, and you would think every tire store anybody selling tires should be that particular into you know that particular shop. It, it ought to just be a given, Don. You shouldn't have to say a word. Well, I, I appreciate that's right, Todd, John. And in a perfect world, that would be the case, but. I don't know. It seems like a lot of guys don't care a lot about their work anymore, and and you you, you kind of try to find guys that really care about Agree. what they're doing. And Agree. It's no, not you're always right. easy to do that. And that's you know again kind of why we team up with the fo- not kind of it's why we team up with the folks here that we do because we feel and I know I do I know each and every one of them individually they do take that care and concern that you're talking about and that's why we have them. Well, that's right, and and you know I have patronized many of your sponsors. I know and, you do, and, and I appreciate that, Don, very much. Oh yeah, yeah, they they are great guys, and and they are a cut above, and that that's what you really want. Yes, you know? that's exactly right, Don. Thanks, yeah, I, I do yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so much for the call, and yeah, that's why we've got Josh here from Legacy and Boulder, and all the guys from Novus, and I really appreciate the support. Uh, all of them, uh, you know, not only give us, but that you give them. And let's face it, if you're not using them, they're not going to be here using us. So it. It's a two-way street, and again, though we we don't team. We talked about this uh, in really in depth last week. I, I don't team up with folks that I, I wouldn't take my own vehicle to. You know, Zach, Josh, all these. I mean, all of them. I I would have no problem either dropping my own vehicle off or uh, having uh, any of you that I know, even family members, go to any of these guys. And to me, if I can't do that, why would I? Why would I be teaming up with these guys? Yeah, and it, you do. We've worked on your Colorado. Well, yeah, the so, uh, folks, this is, I mean, again, this is how this works, and I, I just, I, I wouldn't be doing it any other way, and uh, believe me, we do a lot of vetting of these individuals before we actually have them uh, on with us or, or, you know, join us, or we wouldn't be doing this. All right, we'll come right back. Eric, hang tight. We do have some lines open, 303-477-5600. Again, the guys from Novus with us today, as well as Josh from Legacy up in Boulder. Question of the day, something you sold that you wish you had. In other words, you wish you had it back. What is that? Again, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The most frustrating part of getting your vehicle repaired is not knowing what they're charging you for. The team at Extreme Auto Repair has nothing to hide. Sean, Mike, Dave, and the whole team at Extreme Auto Repair and Parker want you to understand what's going on with your vehicle so you know how to prioritize your spending. They'll always be transparent because you're the one spending money. You need to know what's wrong so you can focus on the most important repairs first. Just ask, and they'll be more than happy to take you back to the service bay, open up the hood to show you what's going on, or hand you the part that's not functioning. Their philosophy is, why hide it? You might not know what to look for on your own, and the bill makes a lot more sense when you can actually see the part. Plus, you'll feel better knowing that they're not charging you for services you don't need. Take a look together. Schedule a repair now at klzradio.com extreme. Promise is kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Again, the guys from Nova's with us today. If you've got a question, by the way, on whether it's tint, side glass, front glass, back glass, I've had folks call in on you know defroster problems, things like that. You name it, these guys can answer it. And don't, don't forget, they do everything, including you know side mirror replacement, things along those lines. So if you've got a question for the guys at Nova's, give us a call, 303-477-5600. And uh, Josh was asking me during the break, would I drive my C8 daily? Well, I won't just because didn't buy it for that anyways. But could you? Yes. Yeah, the car is such that, yeah, I mean, it's it's different. Like my, my Viper, for example, or even my old Corvette, you feel like you're getting into a bucket. You know, you yeah. really feel like you crawl in. You get, they did design this car to where getting in and out of it is, is much like driving just a regular, you know, late model, modern car. And, you know, could you drive it daily? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would see no issues with that. And it doesn't beat you up as no, much as some No, no, the ride on it's nice. The quality's good. The interior noise is great. And it, it runs really, really well. So, Eric, you're next. What's going on? Hey, guys. So, um, regarding the question about uh, gas tax. Yes. From a fairly reliable source who was in on a state-level conference Zoom last week, State of Colorado was planning either a five or a seven cent gas tax increase. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
uh, sometime in the very near future. Problem is, I mean, um, and again, knowing where we're at as a state, will all of that go to roads? I, I will be shocked if it does. Yeah, I would too. I mean, it'll go to um, road, quote unquote, projects, but will it be to widen or you know re resurface or whatever on regular roads we have now, or even putting in new roads? I I, I doubt very highly that that will. Well, and several states around us are plan- talking about it also. I noticed Wyoming's calling for a gas tax, actually more of a diesel tax increase um, than a gas tax. Uh, they were talking about that here a couple months ago. Um, and, and regarding the whole idea of, of hybrids and EVs paying more, that's a very simple process. But it needs to happen at the federal level, not at the state level. If you have a plug-in vehicle, all of your updates happen via that plug-in this can all be redone through a central database that you plug your vehicle in it downloads the information from your vehicle and only your mileage gets reported no there there, yeah yeah, there's multiple ways yep yep you're right there's multiple ways that could be done eric not that hard yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like the ELD systems that we use in the like, mm-hmm. commercial vehicles. Right. My boss knows, you know, that, that gets reported very easily, and my boss can very, it, it saves her six hours a quarter paying fuel tax. Right. You know, paying our, our right. IFTA tax. It, right. It, you know, because it's, it's yep. so much easier now. Yeah, we, we definitely have the technology to where that would be very easy to do, and on the electric vehicle side, not even, uh, you know, intrusive. And, and I, I am one. I've said this before as well. I know this is never going to happen because of, of a lot of folks that actually probably sit on the right side of the fence versus the left side of the fence. I am one, Eric, where I just soon see gas tax go altogether, and you just get charged on a per-mile basis per year on what you actually drive and really make it fair. I mean, that's to me, that's how it ought to work, period, and base it on GVW, you know, weight of the vehicle, and that's how you get charged. We do a little bit of that now, but not enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I mean, to an extent— Yes, but I think there's also, for some people, it would be disastrous. Um, if you look at, like, the uh, for the taxis and the rideshare industry, you would just decimate that industry. But why, why, why um, should we not make it fair so everybody that's actually driving and using the roads that they're driving on are not paying well, no, for I, it accordingly? Not, I mean, and theoretically, well, I, I, they are that. because they're paying more in gas tax because they're driving more miles the problem that we're running into is you know really the opposite effect of what i think a lot of bureaucrats wanted in the first place we've made vehicles so much more efficient now hybrid electric e- even higher mileage vehicles you know where they're getting better mileage fuel economy than they used to you know we've actually created this this you know worst case scenario where we're not going to use as much fuel as we once did because of everything i just talked about but yet we all still need to drive on the same roads we've always had well, it's it's not so much that you know they shouldn't pay their share. It's it's more a case of what they're making as a point of income. And I'll be telling, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't care. Eric. Would be hard but to say. It. I don't. I'm not, I'll be the first well, one to say. I, I don't care. I mean, they're they're riding on the roads. I'm driving on the roads. I'm a fleet operator. They're a fleet operator. I pay my fair share. Why shouldn't they? It's not about paying their fair share. It's it's the fact that what they're being paid. Is not enough and what I'm saying is, I don't care. Then that needs fixed. Let them figure it out well, on their end. That's not my right. problem. Well, and, and, As a road well, user that's, in that's the state, the whole, that's not my problem. 
but but that's where I'm saying it would decimate that industry. I, and again, I will tell you, I don't care. Don't want to pay that. I, and again, well, they they would have to figure out how to fix that. I don't care. Exactly. They they would have to. But they, they would have but to. They would just say, eh, whatever." But, I know. And, and as far as your question of the day, as far as your question of the day, uh, the thing what I've sold that I really want back, my soul. Good one. Good one. And I have a wife. I have a wife I would gladly ch- trade. Good one, Eric. Love you, man. Appreciate that. You know what? That's probably going to take the answer of the day. You know, what did you sell that you want back? Yeah, your, your, your soul. Anyway, and guys, I'm not trying to be hard on the, the ride share or taxis or anything. And, and they are theoretically right now through the gas tax paying more and paying their fair share. Uh, but I'm just one that, you know, again, I, I'll be the first to admit on the electric side, a lot more electric vehicles you see running around, myself included. We're not paying any road tax really for the most part. That's not fair. I'll be, now, in my world, I think I make up for it in, you know, the 80-some vehicles that I pay and register and probably pay an overage of in a lot of other areas, which we just went through the 10. What is it, 12, 10, and 7? So $12 if you have a vehicle that's 7 years or less. Yeah. 7 to 10 is $10, and 10 and over is $7. That's correct. Something along, which was is new. We just now learned that today. So, yeah, uh, folks, there's a lot of us that have more than one vehicle that are definitely paying our fair share on the registration side but no I, i'm one that says we need to figure that out because it's going to get worse not better as time goes by rob in colorado springs what's going on rob okay 56 DeSoto uh power flight transmission two-speed push button on the dash it is a daily driver 30 years ago i was young and foolish and i took the transmission out and rebuilt it because it wouldn't go into drive didn't find anything wrong, put it back together, worked fine. Now, yesterday, backed out of the driveway, drove to work, lunchtime, tried to back out of the parking spot. It will not go in reverse. It's neutral. Neutral and reverse are the same. So I drive, drove it home, and now I'm wondering, do you got anything in mind? other than taking it to a transmission shop because I'm too old to do this I was going to say, taking it to a transmission shop or somebody that knows how to work on a 56 DeSoto, which that's going to be your biggest problem is, and I don't you know, Bill would know the springs better than I. I don't know who down there even works on something that old. I I have no idea. They have a place called Transmission Auto Clinic off of Garden of the Gods. That's who I'd recommend, Tom Pros. He's big into that type of stuff. Okay, perfect, Ricky. I'd recommend him. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you hear hear that, Bob? Rob, I mean? Yeah, Garden of the Gods transmission guy. So that's good. Yes, I believe it's like off of Sinton Road. You know where that is, right? Garden of the Gods to Sinton Road? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I believe it's called Transmission Auto Clinic. Perfect. And his name is Tom Pros. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Why I got you on the line, I read the Chilton Manual and the Service Manual, the Soto Service Manual. It said, pour in a quart of kerosene, drive it around, or put in a transmission cleaner. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, You could try the BG product, which essentially would be the same as doing the... You know, the kerosene. The kerosene is just a way of cleaning the inside of the transmission. That's all it's doing. And the BG product does the same thing, Rob. It's exactly that that type of an idea is what it is. It's, it's a little bit more technical than putting, you know, kerosene in it. And it probably does a little better job of cleaning the transmission. But, yeah, their conditioner works really well. 
Okay, I will try BG rather than Garrison. And you should be able to find that in the Springs. I did talk to our, our BG guy, and it should be all over the Springs. I know some of you had a little issue getting things in the Springs. It's not hard. There's there's plenty of people down there carrying it. Okay, thank you, John. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it very much. No, thanks for calling. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we need to take a break, don't we, Charlie? Let Jerry hang tight in Berthoud. I know you got some comments for us, a couple of them. I'll leave you some time for that as we come back. Dennis and Arvada, same thing. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines, on average, can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving, low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG.
RoofMax in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, your shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with Roof Max could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, Roof Max could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. All right. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, Josh Goff with us from Legacy Automotive in Boulder. Zach Dowd from Novus in Parker, Bill and Ricky from Colorado Springs. Appreciate both those guys uh, joining us and making the drive up. And yeah, any questions you guys have on the auto glass side, we'll do a few things here at the top of the hour just to give you some tips and tricks as well. But any questions on auto glass, give us a call 303 477 5600. Jerry and Bertha is next. Jerry, welcome. Hi, John. How are you? Good, sir. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, first thing, I had a, I had a couple cars I'd love to have back. Uh, my wife and I sold them to get in our first house. So uh, I had a 69 Camaro SS big block. Oh, yeah. A uh, hugger orange. Had yeah. the hugger or the houndstooth orange interior, fold-down seat. Nice. Beautiful car. Nice car. And then I had a 67 Shelby 500. Uh, I'd rather have that car than the Camaro, but... That's the way it goes, I guess. Well, anyway. but you know, you, you know, looking back on it, Jerry, you do what you do to, you know, feed the family and yeah. put a roof over your head and do what you got to exactly. do, and that's called life. Yeah, that was 1975. So yeah, you know, what do you do? We're still, yeah. Uh, and and by the way, have, you've probably made as much yeah. on real estate as you would on those cars, so you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so there you go. Uh, yeah, the one term I had. I don't know if you're familiar with it or if anybody there has heard of it. It is the word swag, automotive, the automotive term swag. Yep. Yep. So you have, haven't heard that for a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm not real young. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's uh, it was well, the first time I heard it was from my dad, and he taught my brother and I how to do that. So awesome. I haven't heard anybody say anything about it, but uh, so anyway. Anyway, I appreciate the time, John. No, Jerry, uh, thank you, as always. I appreciate it very much as well. And, yep, there's a lot of you that are made those decisions, like myself back in the day, where you sell things to, you know, buy houses and do, you know. But I, at least I know in my world I've probably done, not probably, I have done far better on the real estate side than I would have even owned in those cars. So, you know, I guess when it's all said and done, it it all pans out, works right? Out in the end. Yeah, it all works out. So, Dennis and Arvada, you're up. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning, Dennis. You? Hey, I just had a story. You you were talking about wide tires on vehicles and yes. how they annoy you. I was going on to certain Bruce vehicles. Spring- oh yeah, I was going to a Bruce Springsteen concert headed down Hampton eastbound. I was in a '65 Mustang two door coupe. My brother had fat wide tires on there. Right before Santa Fe, where you took the exit going south, they had Jersey barriers up, and we're working on the exit. 
And my brother's back tire caught that Jersey barrier, and I went up in the air and was looking at the asphalt for about 70 yards, uh, riding along those Jersey barriers, went through a couple, well, actually quite a few of the uh, warning signs, and uh, came back down again, jumped out, looked, didn't see anything leaking underneath, and went on. But uh, those things are really a bad idea. Yeah, and unfortunately, on a lot of the bigger trucks today, especially, and so I was talking about, you know, last week, and I, I still don't understand the, I, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. I, I maybe I'm old, or I, I don't know. Say what you want, it's but and I built a lot of trucks back in the day, and even still do today, and I just don't get that wide offset sticking that tire way out on a truck. I don't get it. Just sounds well, like a lot of rock chips on the side of a truck for me. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, Zach, I think you're right on. Yes, True, well said. Truly, and the. And the the engineers at the uh, automotive manufacturer knew what they were doing when they put them together. I mean, Agree. Them alone. Agree. Yeah. You're well said. Hey, want, yep, you're right. I wanted to make a point with you, John, on uh, you You drive an electric car, and uh, n- nothing against you. I hope I never have one. But why doesn't Dodge or Cummins or anybody say anything about the clean exhaust that comes out of these trucks that's basically water vapor? Why? Why don't they say... Why don't they advertise it, or why don't they say anything about it? Advertise Yeah, they're cleaner. I mean, they're so clean. What's uh, How come they don't push that more? Great question. Than, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't. Dennis, yeah, I don't. I mean, really, every every gasoline, even the modern diesels, I mean, it, there's not a modern vehicle produced today that uh, really is putting out much pollution at all. I mean, they're, they're very, very, you know, everybody talks about, you know, green and green energy and all that. These new vehicles are so efficient. Uh, from what they used to be, it's it's night and day, and they're getting better all the time. Every, every year, they just get better and better. They truly are, and I can get down the highway without doing rolling any smoke. I don't know what that's all about. You don't have to. If you get everything set up correctly no. on, and Josh is here with me, but you get a diesel set up correctly and working like it's supposed to, no, there's not a lot of smoke coming out of them. Yeah, and not at all. I have and, none. And all you're doing when you're smoking them is wasting money. Yeah, overfueling. I mean, that's yeah. really where the smoke's coming yeah. from, so you're not helping anything. Dumping diesel. That's all you're exactly. doing. Yep. Exactly. And, Pi, just one quick comment on Paul Lindberger and the insurance. Yes. I, everybody that's listening, man, I had a buddy just like you, John, lost his home up Grand Lake and got a real education on being underinsured. Yep. There's a lot of folks up there right now, Dennis, that are going through that and not, not a good situation. So, yeah, folks, please make sure you're well insured. Paul, as Dennis just said, can help you with that and make sure that you're properly insured because, no, it, it can be disastrous. It is disastrous. So. Thanks, guys. You Thanks, Dennis. Week. I appreciate it. No, and even on your own home, folks, people don't realize this, but you know, this is true in business, but it's true on your home. If you're underinsured and something happens and you, you, you're not made whole, uh, there you could financially be broke from that point forward, depending upon how uninsured or, or not insured at all you are. So, yeah, no, that, guys, that's that's really important. Now, guys, real quick on from Novus, when it comes to the insurance side, I've got my own opinion on auto glass and insurance and all that, but... By and large, I guess I'm asking the question, by and large, does do most people have windshield coverage, or is that changing? Yes. Uh, most do? Well, it depends on the year of the, the vehicle. You know, I have liability only, which isn't going to cover any glass. Right. But, uh, yeah, and then then you're looking at what's the right amount of deductible. And if you have zero and you have full glass coverage, you're going to pay a little bit more. But uh, in Colorado, it gets worth it. So. Yeah, and most most of these newer Pull that cars. up tight. Most there of these newer cars have a uh, a windshield. I mean, with that has an ATIS feature, so we're you know a lane departure warning, right. lane keep assist. So 
not just replace the windshield, but there's also that calibration. That's it's expensive. So, so, so. What, total package, what are you looking at if you do a windshield that has all of the bells and whistles when it comes to lane keep assist and all that with it? Uh, I mean, honestly, the average is typically, you know, 700 plus, you know, depending on the, the calibration. vehicle type. Yep. So there's so you can be 1500 bucks on a windshield anymore. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. That gets up there, folks. So to self-insure for something like that, I would obviously use, you know, my insurance company. But if we're looking at, a, you know, a 2003 F-150 or something more basic, definitely, you know, just I wouldn't go through my insurance. Okay. All right. Good good answers, guys. John and Cheyenne, you're next. John, welcome. How are you? Hey. Uh, I hate to call back twice in one day. You're but, fine. Uh, Different show. You're fine. I, okay. I got uh, on the thing I wish I still had. When I went in the Army, my mother decided that I was an adult, and she gave away my comic book collection, uh, which I would say probably be worth about seventy-five grand today. And she just gave them to a kid down the block. What was they going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and nothing at that point. You know, I got back. I came home from uh, basic training AIT, and I'm like, "Where's my comic books?" And she goes, "Oh, I gave them to the I can't remember the kid's name. Some kid down the block." I was like, you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, back in that day, I mean, in the, from the early 70s on up, I mean, I probably had every Hot Rod Car Craft magazine, uh, National oh, yeah. Dragster magazine. I mean, I had all those back in the day. And, yeah, John, I should have kept them in, you know, like banker's boxes and stored them. And, I don't know, you moved them five and, or six times by now. But, yeah, I probably should have. Oh, yeah, because we could save. John, qu two questions on my uh, Ram 1500. Yes. 11. Um Going back to what we were talking about in the first hour, could I get away with putting a ton of pellets in the back on a pallet? Yes. You, you think that'd be all right, even though it's a half-ton truck? Sure, you'd be fine. Okay, I, I'm just always worried that something's going to break. No, 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 you'll be fine. Road. Not going to hurt anything. Okay. And then we talked uh, three, four weeks ago, and you told me under the dash there's a button that will reset my tire sensor. And I've been under there with a flashlight, can't find it anywhere. You got any idea where I can look? Up, up? Is it on the right side, the left side? Of the I believe it's on, it's more It's more towards the passenger side of the driver's side, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so on to the right of the steering wheel. Correct. Yeah, um, yeah because I've been going crazy for that. I just, the, the low tire light on, and I know the tires aren't low because they're right. brand new. Right. So... All right, I'll I'll try again. Otherwise, okay. I'll just see you. Otherwise, send me an email and I'll do it that way. All right, thanks, All right. John. Thanks, John. I appreciate it very much. All right, guys. Uh, again, uh, we got Legacy Automotive. Josh Goff joining us today. We're about done with this first hour. We'll be back for a couple more hours. Zach Dowd, Novus in Parker, Bill, and his installer Ricky from Colorado Springs. Thank you, guys. Okay, so as we I talked about this earlier, and I want to get this in before we go to our top of the hour break. The structural integrity of a windshield isn't what it used to be when we just used to put them in with a gasket. They're a part of the car now, literally, right? That is correct. So for us to remove the windshield, um, I mean, an older vehicle, we could quite just push it out with our hand. Literally. Um, that's not going to happen on these newer cars with the adhesive that we use. It's a urethane that's you know designed to keep the windshield intact, um, not you know for cracking you know so much for there, but to actually keep it intact in a rollover. Okay. We're going to talk about that when we come back. That's a big deal. A lot of folks listening don't understand that, and and there's some really shoddy uh, window installers out there as well. I'm not going to name any names, but I'll just tell you what to look for, and we'll come back and talk about that in a minute as well. So don't go anywhere, guys. Hour 2 is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.